last month. Okay, so Terrified we're we're of the opinion that we're going to take three episodes and we're going to drop them all. That's right. Okay. These two plus the Walter Your Birthday Show. Okay. All right. That's what we're doing. Is that okay? Yep. That's fine. We'll let people binge. Okay. We'll let people binge. All right. Good. It's midweek or whatever. I don't know. We'll just boom, 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 boom. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a boom, boom, boom thing. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Three, three on, three and one. It's a three and one. Are we rolling right now? No. No. We should be. Okay. Okay. Hit it. Just the music? Wait. No, someone's got to open. Oh, we got to do an opening? Yeah. I'll do it. Okay, go ahead. Just tell me when you're ready. All right, ready? Yep. In three, two, one. So we've been rolling this whole time? What? We've been rolling this whole time? Don't call me out on it, man. God damn, be sophisticated. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's good life, Bab. Episode 106, ladies and gentlemen, it's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. Yes, indeed, I was engaging in an act of subterfuge. I was recording some of the banter before we began the show in order to highlight some of the things that we talk about in the run-up to the show because I thought that it would enlighten our listeners as to the kind of content uh, thinking that we have prior to the show, just before we began, and Joel uh, looked over and he saw the numbers rolling, and uh, instead of rolling with it, he just uh, you know he stomped on it. That's what he. <laughs> well, that's what he does. That's I, I, what he does. I, I, I'm, I'm a point shitter. I I, sh- I shat on your point. You I shat on my point, it. man. Are, are, are we preserving that for the forthcoming? It's goodlifebabe.com featurette, oh, yeah. or did? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but let's get to introductions real quick. Go ahead. Who's doing it? You. Uh, we got Jetto here. What's up, y'all? I have the bad <laughs> headphones, bro, so I'm going to take them off. Um, and we have, I mean, I got to just, I got to put on the good headphones before I can like, continue. All right. Hold now on. I'm there's, a little, there's a little interference. I have the good headphones now. Okay. And I just want to say that, like, people who listen to the podcast... Yes, go ahead. They know the affinity and affection that we have yes. for this person sitting in the room. That's and right. Kind of, it's kind of freaking my mind out that he's here. <laughs> okay, okay. Because last year, um, after the Egg Jubilee show at the Lenyap stage at the Jazz Fest, uh, which was our twentieth year anniversary yeah, right. show, um, this individual came up to the band and approached the stage and I was like, oh, I was like a fan of the band. And out of nowhere, he's like, uh, hey, are you Jeff? I'm, I'm slight, slight Dutch accent there. <laughs> Scandinavian. Slight. Oh, it's Scandinavian. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The stupidity. As he said. <laughs> and, uh, and, he's, and he says, uh, are you Jeff? of it's a good life babe dot com and I cannot tell you how that blew me away because immediately I knew that you were from across the pond, right? And I was like, what is going on here for crying out loud? Because I figured that our audience is limited 
Really, well, we only two. No I mean, some. Well, yeah, we None. we mm, we, we were no kind of, sort of. We had some analytics a little bit. I mean, they know? existed, but we weren't looking at them. Not really, and 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 it spurred us to take a look at our numbers and all kinds of stuff happened because uh, aside from just us gratuitously congratulating ourselves for <laughs> having a podcast that re- mostly just gratuitously congratulating mostly, mostly yeah, it was just that right just right. doing that and and also we were like yo he lives in Amsterdam wow you know so there was there was there was that as well okay Amsterdam Philip ladies and gentlemen Please. is here in yeah, the flesh right. Philip Jaspers ladies Philip and gentlemen Jaspers everyone very proud to be here uh, thanks nice. for having me. Of course. And um, well, humbled oh. to be <laughs> with Spencer and Jeff and Joel, and <laughs> <coughs> all the other people are going to show up later as well. Is it going to be like an improvised yeah, setting it's tomorrow? Be a little improvised. Little homie is going to bust in any yeah. moment now and That's take right. and take over the podcast. Raging. And so this is yes. it's ranting, yeah. and so he has this little homie rant of the yeah. week coming up that he has prepared, um, but. We want to, as far as show direction, Jeff, I'm thinking I want to hear from AP, but I, I'd be remiss to not introduce Jetto, who's also here with us today. Hello, everyone. Jetto's I am here. I hope you're all doing well. Jetto, come on, man. Give us something more than that. <laughs> well, what do you want? I'll give I you mean, whatever the fuck you want. That's what I, that's what, what, fuck yeah. you want. Every, what you just did just now uh, is yeah. what I want. That's, no, that's, it got me thinking because the last segment, you guys were talking about like some of the business shit that went down. All right, talk into your microphone. All right, I'm sorry. I got to talk into the mic. Yeah. That's what it's there for. So, you know, my dad was a, was a reporter and a drunk in general in New York City for many years. And uh, he knew every, a lot of people in the entertainment business. And one of the cats that he knew was his cat, Oscar Cohn. What was your, what was your father's name? Sidney Zine. Uh, he was world famous in New York City. Like, everyone in New York knew him. Yes. He worked for the Daily News and the Post and basically every paper at one, at one point or another. He got fired from everywhere because he was a drunk. But anyhow, you know, he knew a lot of entertainment people, and including this cat, Oscar Cohn, who had uh, been, who worked at a, uh, ABC Booking. Yes. You're doing a booking thing, right? Yes. So, so basically, back then, um, there, it was totally segregated, the business, right? Yes. MCA was for the white artists. That was Lou Wasserman. And then ABC was for the black artists. That was Joe Glazer. And Oscar Cohn was his right-hand man. Okay. They were all gangsters. All these cats were fucking straight up worked They're, for Capone. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's right. how they started, in Chicago for Capone. Okay. Right? So they were all gangsters. But anyway, Oscar wasn't. He was younger, you know. And he was from the Bronx. He was from the South Bronx. And he was just a cool old cat. And I did a project with him. He told me all, all kinds of crazy stories about, like, he was a road manager for, for Louis, for Pops, right, for Louis Armstrong. Yes. And, like, one time, Pops was late for a plane, right? And, he, you know, they had to go. They had to get to this gig. And Pops wasn't showing up. He wasn't showing up. And the, and the plane wasn't going to leave. It wasn't a chartered flight. It was a public flight, right? So... Uh, Oscar calls his boss Joe Glazer and he's like, what the fuck do I do? You know, we got to make this plane. And Joe Glazer is like, yo, bribe the pilot. He's like, what? <laughs> bribe the fucking pilot? What are you out of your fucking mind? He's like, no, bribe the pilot. He's like, how do I bribe the pilot? He's like, figure out, you moron. And he just hung up the phone, right? So Oscar's like, he didn't know what the fuck to do. So he took a $100 bill and he, he, he squared it up in his hand just like you see people do in movies. And he went up to the fucking pilot and he shook his hand and gave him $100. Guy waited. 
He's, he stopped the fucking flight. They waited for Louis to show up. <laughs> he actually successfully bribed the pilot. He was like, I was like, I could, I couldn't even fucking believe it when it happened. I, I couldn't. It was amazing. Just to clarify, that was pre nine eleven. That was pre like fourteen eleven, I think. <laughs> that was pre sixteen eleven. Um, yeah. So you know, I was really lucky growing up. You know, because uh, my dad was—he loved—he he loved New Orleans. He—he he came down here. He became oh, he friends did. with uh, cousin Joe. If you guys don't know cousin Joe Pleasant, he was—you uh, know—if you know, his his sort of big number was how come my dog don't bark. You oh know yeah. That one? Yeah, that was that was cousin Joe. Okay. Well, Doctor John did a, a tribute. Uh, yeah, yeah. To That's cousin right. Joe. He played how come my dog two sisters. Don't bark when you yeah, come yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, right. How come my dog don't bark when exactly. you come around? Exactly. And so my my dad came down here Great and became friends with him. Great tune. Yeah. And through that, he became friends with Danny Barker, actually, and 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 Alice Marsalis, you know. So he knew all those cats, and he also knew he ended up knowing. I, I was so, I was crazy lucky, but I don't want. Let's not even go there. No, but, let's go there. Oh, you want to go there? Okay, yeah, let's go. So I was crazy lucky because my dad ended up being friends because he he wrote this. He was a he was a he was a real you know journalist, and he he wrote a Front Times New York uh, the New York Times magazine. He wrote a front page piece about the resurgence of the old music, right? And it had Frank Sinatra on the cover of the New York Times Magazine. So Frank Sinatra was pretty impressed by that. So I called my dad, wrote him a letter, and then they became friends. Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. So, so I got to go to a recording session that Quincy Jones was the band leader. This was for L.A. is My Lady. And they did it in, part of it in New York. And, and George Benson was playing guitar, Lionel Hampton. I met Come Lionel on. fucking Hampton. I Come met on. him. I was like Come 12. On. I knew who he was, too. I knew, I knew all this Hampton. music. Yes. You know, because I was, I was crazy into it because, you know, my parents, they just love music. They were really, you know. They, yes, they, yes. You know, and because uh, and, and my dad could plug anyone. You know, he knew all the gossip columnists in the city. So if he would go to a gig, he would plug it, you know, through the various gossip columns. Like Liz Smith was a good friend of his. He's a big co gossip columnist in the city. So he would, like, do, drop plugs for people. You know, and then they, you know, and then and you do that, and everyone's friendly to you. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. publicity. We do that on It's a Good Life Bay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I was I was super lucky in that sense. And then when I came, my brother first came to Tulane. You know, before me, he's a couple years older than me. Okay. And so my parents were like super excited. They're like, yes. Who's, who's, just, your, who's oh, your brother? Shout out to your brother. Uh, my brother's Adam Zion. Up in New York, uh, he lives out on the island now because we got bounced from New York City. We grew up in New York City in Manhattan, but it's just crazy expensive. You know, we lost sure. our our uh, rent control apartment, and that was that. You know, boom, right. you're out on your ass. Where was that? Where? Where? Uh, we lived up on 90th and Broadway. 90th and Broadway. Yeah, yeah, back in the 80s and the uh, 90s and all okay. that shit. So it was a very different place then. Sure. I mean, yeah, because that's the whole thing. That that apartment they sold. I think they sold for like three million dollars. We moved in, it was like 700 bucks a month, and there was like whores, like right outside, you know, it was like crazy, it was nuts, and then it became, now it's like the wealthiest place in the world. In fact, they just had this shit on like TV about the, the parents in the neighborhood getting all pissed off because I of saw the, that. Yes, that's yeah, my fucking that. neighborhood. That was your now, neighborhood. when I was a kid, I went to PS84, that was like 10% white kids, it was like totally, I mean, I, nobody, that was never, I, I mean, it was just different, it was just totally different back sure, then. Sure, sure, you know, yeah. It was like, What's the news that they're talking about? Is it is that the, the, there's this thing going on with um, the unleashed children, what's, the, what's it called? Oh, like, helicopter parents? Yeah, or, no, about? the opposite of that. Oh, I don't know, like, I don't even oh, know. Just, like, parents are getting in trouble for being opposite of helicopter, they're free range parents. Oh, oh free range parents? Are getting in trouble now. 
because they're oh, not mean, helicoptering. You mean 70s they're letting, parents? They're letting yeah, their parents exactly. walk. You mean every parent in the yeah, 1970s? Exactly. Yeah, I was crazy fucking free reign. <laughs> yeah. Crazy free reign. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, it was like every parent, basically. Yeah, because right? No, right across the street from there was, a, there was like, uh, 89 there was a uh, PS-175, right? Right across the street from there was a cop spot. Like, like uh, we, there was two floors. You buy merch on the first floor, shit weed on the first floor, and good dope was on the fourth floor. Right, and, sure. and like so, you know, the cops yeah. like they just they just let it go down. It was right across the street from an elementary school. Eventually, people started complaining. So what they did was, cops were like, "Yo, you, you gotta wait till after three to buy your weed." So it'd be like a queue up on the fucking street. You know, people just waiting to score. You know, yeah, to wait till the child's yes, you gotta wait till the fucking clear. Yes, yes. That's, that's what it was like back then. You know, and there was like four places to good, score, but that was it was innocent. That was the innocent time because it was weed. You know? Yes, yeah, right, After that, right. it became crack like that. Yeah, yeah, crack. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, age right. were you when, when I was? I, I went to college. I came down here 88, 89, something like that. I don't fucking remember anything. I'm, but I'm 49. We're blood brotherhood of 49. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I came down here around then. And when I came back, you couldn't even score weed on this. You know, we selling that shit. It doesn't make enough money. You know? Right. And then there's just, huh. and there's no spots. Like, it's all like on the corner, like out on the street, you know. Right. And, the, and the, right. Uh, all the all the the doormen, because that's the kind of neighborhood it is. There's a lot of doormen. They were all lookouts. They were they would get paid to yeah, look yeah. for the cops. You that's know? right. That's right. Yeah. So it they was, made money on yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in yeah. fact, like the most fucked up shit happened to me on 89th Street. I was like 11, and these four dudes jumped me, and this dude pulled a fucking what? A kitchen knife on me. Fucking kitchen knife. I just got a new coat. My mom bought me a new coat, right? So this, these cats jump me and they put, push me up against this fence, pull out a kitchen knife on me. So I give up my fucking, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> I give him my coat immediately, right? So I walk down the block, I see this cop. I'm like, yo, I'm all shivering. It's fucking Manhattan in January, right? And I'm like, yo, I just got mugged, you know? And he's like, what were you doing on my block? I was like, what the fuck do you mean? I just got mugged. <laughs> he's like, no, that's what a drug block. What were you block. doing? What were you doing on block? Right. You yeah. were scoring. Now, usually... He was right, but in this particular instance, I was just innocently walking home, right? And then I got to thinking about it later. I was like, "Yo, wait, that dude knew it was a cop spot. He's a cop. Didn't do anything about it. I was spending money there that they were giving to him, so That's I right. paid him to blow me the fuck off." That's <laughs> right. That's what happened. That's it. That's exactly what happened. That's the economics of it. So yeah. It was freaky. Ladies and gentlemen, Jetto. <laughs> it's, it's a bad life, baby. Jetto's Tales from New York in the 70s. Good. It it's a, uh, Jetto's back. I just want to say it's goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel Tales from New Orleans. This is the kind of content you get on our show because <laughs> Jetto's the man, and there's nowhere else you're going to get this content, Jeff. There's just not. Is this a pledge drive? <laughs> this, I want to say. There, I just, there's just nowhere else where I, you can I, get I, this I, kind of wonderful content. I, I just opened a uh, <laughs> a chapatulas. I just opened a chapatulas. A hopatulas from Nola Burring, and it's sublime. Man, you got you go, paid off that. You mm. have to get that endorsement now. Come on, man. <laughs> you just hooked them up. Yeah, we gotta Why we gotta work that out. Work <laughs> that's that out. Nola Brewing Hopatulas IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's in the works. Uh, as everyone knows, Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. It's goodlifepay.com. Nola Brewing. Kese la Bundier Verse. I'm sorry. It's going to Outside Lands Music Festival this year. And someone's going to sponsor it. 
Okay, we're, I know that we're going to make that happen. I'm sure we will. That's right. <laughs> but let's get back to AP for a second. That's right. I want to know, like, Amsterdam Philip, besides, like, you being our podcast mascot in our eyes, because that's what you are, because you're just, as Jeff described earlier in the podcast, listen to the show. And it cha- it altered the way we think about what we're doing here. And so, and we've clearly just kind of made fun with it a little bit and decided fun. But what's your deal? Like, what's your what's your story? <clears throat> well, first I want to ask a question because sure. I used to be yes, like please. a uh, geography major, yes. and um, you guys are always going on about like um, oh, we are um, <laughs> looking at our graphs and whatever. But I mean, your appeal was it like based on New Orleans downtown, or did it in? include Metairie and Kenner and Slidell, or did you go as far as Lafayette or Ocean Springs or before me? Before AP. Before AP. extent of your, your geographic footprint? Yeah. What did your map look like? I mean, oh, Eliyahu. In my mind, I hate all those white racist places. Like the white supremacists that live in Metairie and Kenner and Slidell. Where, where are you from? Uh, Look, so I, I prefer. No, no, I prefer I'm, I'm down, from there. I prefer yeah, downtown. I'm from there. I know those I'm people. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I I know and understand those people, and I can dissect their psyches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I if I can't say that, uh, look, I anyone who's open minded to this show, um, wherever they live, we is welcome. I I'll just say that straight up. They're 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 welcome to listen to our podcast, and we hope that that the breadth and scope of that is as wide as it possibly can be. Because uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe is that is that true? We want as many people to listen to it as possible. I mean, we we just think that this is a uh, in in its basest form is a way that we can bring friends and people who are interesting onto the microphone to talk about the current state of things in New Orleans and a little bit of maybe reminiscing and some history about the past of New Orleans and where things are going in the future because we just enjoy it so much from the standpoint of it being cathartic from from an extremely personal standpoint and i think that we have talked about this over and over on this podcast that there's this um thing that happens where we get great enjoyment out of doing this simple thing of inviting people to come to this space and talk at this table and it seems like our guests really enjoy doing it as well and everyone seems to leave having a great time, including us. And and if there's any one thing that propels it, I would say that it's that. Of course, we would like to, from a from a motivational standpoint, make it into something where it's it's not over time that it doesn't become something uh, burdensome because we have to take time out of our lives in order to make it happen. So we would like at least to have some little bit of compensation to be able to do it if someone out there is interested in sponsoring our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so so I, I think that is I think that's 
to me, for me personally, only speaking for myself, that is the most, uh, that's the most honest assessment of like what we're doing here. And I, I think that many of the interviews that we do here, including yourself being on this right now, are uh, things archivally that can be preserved for posterity. Because I, I do feel that we're doing something that is uh, idiosyncratically different than other quote-unquote podcasts that are happening in New Orleans. Now, maybe that's me being a little braggadocious and patting ourselves on the back a little bit. But I think that that's true because we give people an open-ended opportunity to come and just sit and shoot the shit. And it doesn't necessarily matter what it is that we're talking about we're willing to go down any vein and any thread of what our guests want to talk about and we sometimes guide it in that direction as well sure and we talk about ourselves a lot like the success of our podcast like that's what we're doing i mean like dude i'm not stepping on you i'm like no don't step so i don't care like, I, I, I we need to monetize this podcast and <laughs> yes so i'm just you're everything you said is spot on and you yeah. know, I I think it's interesting fodder. I want to I want like, I want to be able to say the kinds of things that I just said. Right. I don't I don't think that if you're on commercial radio, or if that you have a that you if and I you could have, just have this conversation if, right if, now, if you and talk a, about the monetization of what we're then the lack of confinement of our exactly. guests. Exactly. And so you know, back to AP, Thank dude. You. What's your story, man? Like, how did you come to Jazz Fest? Okay. Like. Um, like originally, like what was your first jazz fest year? I'm slightly older than you guys. I'm 51. Okay. Born in '66. Can I say something? You're looking great. I know. What yeah. the fuck are they doing in Amsterdam that they need to look like that? Folks, we have a little bit less sun probably than you. And it's also. It's also the t-shirt. It's yeah. the t-shirt. The t-shirt is looking good, and I'm sl a slightly taller drink of water than Joel is, so I'm like... That's a pretty tall drink. Just one, one, or two inches, one or two inches on this guy. Oh, all I can say is like the look on Joel's face when he was like, I'm not the tallest guy in the room. I know. You know, it was like... <laughs> that was precious. The color came out of my face. Yes. Now we're going right. to have to settle this on the Oak Street yeah. basketball. Oh, it so amazing. I think it was back in... Uh, 88 when I was uh, in college and yes. uh, decided to take a Greyhound bus for six weeks and travel around uh, the US and uh, well basically 88, 88. 88, 88 and basically went to uh, just made a beeline to Memphis, New Orleans, Nashville and Austin because like all the all the artists I liked and admired and whatever were there. Is that because you are a record collector and an audiophile and a music lover? Yeah, pro probably. I tried to play guitar for like one and a half years and for about one sucked, sucked at it <laughs> so hard. So my so next door neighbor picked up my guitar I never played before, listened to the radio and started playing the song that was on the radio. It became great. And I was still doing like Simon right. and Garfunkel bars <laughs> yeah. after one and a half right, years. So right, yeah. threw it in the corner right. and uh, decided to be like a passive music fan from then on. Yes. Um, yeah, but yeah, so um, like old blues. Oh, that's our, uh, that's just a hot rod out on the street. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the, the windows are open at the It's a Good Life Babe podcast, and we hear the things that are happening on the street. So if you hear background noise, that's what's going on. You might hear a trumpet, you might hear people doing a sound check at the Jazz Fest, you might hear somebody we screaming down the street on it. Yeah, right, exactly. 
So there it is. I'm sorry. So I'll be honest. I didn't go to Jazz Fest uh, right back then, but I came back in like, I think, 91, 94. Uh, we had the Soccer World Cup in America in 94. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. yes. So supporting the Dutch team, we started out with our like our hockey team, uh, I'm a field hockey player, which is very impractical, being six foot six. You're bent well, over all the time. Yeah, you're bent, you're bent over, over all the time. And having met you now, I would not want to meet you in a dark alley with a field hockey stick. I would run the other direction, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. So what happened was, we it had does this... does have all his uh, teeth, though. I must, must, must mention yeah. that. We had this, uh, our, our <laughs> coach, um, and we played like the second tier of Dutch field hockey. And in Holland, the field hockey is pretty big. We're oh, like Olympic champions ten times over. And okay. Have, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's uh, right. one of the biggest sports. It's, it's oh, yeah. um, I wasn't. It's not the I way you perceive aware. it, like a, a women's sport, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. In the United States, we perceive field hockey as a women's sport. Yeah, we compete that against is true. Australians, Indian, Pakistani, yes. Germans yes, for yeah. Olympic medals. Yes. That's what we do. Yes, so yes. this, this right. is in case they pull speed skating out of the Olympics. Correct. Yeah, and yeah, swimming. Yeah. And then so we, we have like a second line. Then you have, then you have something. Yeah, that's right. what, fall we, back that's on what we have. And we had this, uh, our coach, who did it as a part-time job, and his... Uh, he was in uh, in the ICT field working for an American company, and he said to his like CEO in America, "Well, I've got these hockey players, and if they win promotion to the national level, uh, what's it worth to you?" And the guy said, "Well, pff, have him over to the World Championship '94. Okay, let's get right. him in the first round in Florida, Orlando, and let's yes. let him see some uh, some hockey, some football games, right. soccer games. Sorry, soccer games." So we won promotion, went over there, and uh, well, met with the sponsor who was slightly disappointed we weren't ice hockey players. Because <laughs> nobody had told him that. <laughs> we were fucking field hockey Sorry. pussies. That's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> field hockey pussies. <laughs> so we stayed there for like 10 days in the first round, and then my girlfriend, my sister, and her friend came over, and we were prepared to travel across the country um, to Los Angeles to follow the Dutch soccer team on their way to World Cup glory. Yes, of course. Uh, yes. And this ended in Dallas, quarterfinals against Brazil. Who were the ultimate winners of that? World who Cup. were the ultimate winners. And we were like four people, four people in orange in a, in a whole section of about 20,000 mad Brazilians. We lost 3-2, and it was like well, an incredible match. And we, we partied with all these very rich Brazilian people. I yes, mean, yeah, right. You have the impression that Brazil is, an, is a poor country. They have a lot of money. They, like the top... Yeah, the they top, have oil. The top 2%. Yes. They have oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also. So we, we drank about like... 25 bottles of champagne in deep Ellen that <laughs> night. <laughs> right. This is how every World Cup ends for the Dutch. They yeah. lose in a tragic fashion yeah. and then go out and party with the winners. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that is a great, that is yeah. a good, I mean, that oh. speaks well of the Dutch And people. we gained some That's style right. points. Always, yeah. We're always good on style and attacking <laughs> soccer right. and what have you. <laughs> and so, that, well, that year we went to New Orleans. Um, mm. That was kind of a roundabout way to tell about my second time in New Orleans. Yes. Third time. Yes. Um, Great story. Then didn't go for <laughs> didn't go for a few years, and then um, probably pretty shortly after Katrina, 2008. 
came back again. Oh, eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, in 2008, and then right. been back ever since. So this is like 11th year in a row. Years. Oh, no, no, 10th year, because one year we wanted to fly over, and you had the, volcano. the exploding volcano in Iceland. Yeah, yeah. And I so we couldn't go. I have a story. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Did I talk about this last year? Go ahead. But, uh, okay, so um, the the Saturday before Jazz Fest, so my flight to come out here was on, was very unusually late. It was on the Thursday before Jazz Fest started. Um, and I was out to dinner the Saturday before that with a buddy of mine who's a travel agent. He's like, dude, there, there are not going to be any planes. So I got, I went... I went to St. Pancras Station, got the Eurostar to Paris, yep. met a Coca-Cola executive on the train. We drove together through the night to Madrid, which was the only airport in Europe that still had flights to North America, and talked my way on a flight. Yeah, they had lower tra tra trajectories. Yeah, yeah. 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 2010, that was, uh, yeah. I, but yeah. I feel you, man. I, yeah, I, so like, we ended up going to Bonnaroo that year. Oh, well, that's, that's, a, that's, that's yeah. a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. 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 total sacrifice. Yeah. 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 yeah, we would have been there. <laughs> Wait, what year was the Bonnaroo year? I, I think 2010. Yep. I remember some night shows with Bootsy Collins. Jeff, you and I were at that Bootsy Collins show. What was the big Bootsy, uh, Bootsy act Collins that year? or Bernie Worrell? We were what, at was that the, what was the big the monster act that year? Uh, was it Metallica? Eminem? Eminem. And you had this Buffalo Springfield reunion. Oh, we were with there. With like young and still saying each other. Yeah. No, but you, what, no, what I'm saying, show. Jeff, is what you just missed that I just caught. Okay, go is ahead. Is that he just said Bootsy Collins. Yeah. And we were at the Bootsy freaking Collins show. Oh, I know. You I and mean, I. We were at the whole, this Buffalo No, but we Springfield. were like, they're like off, clocked out and work and not working. I know. And we were also at the Buffalo Springfield. We were, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, um, and Buffalo Springfield there. was one big disappointment. Yeah. But it was like sort of a. Hi. There was a Greg Ullman show that was really nice. And he was like old <laughs> in a good way. Yes. That's right. Greg Ullman. Right, right, yeah. right. So yeah. there was, was some good stuff. And, and Bootsy played until 4 a.m. Bootsy was amazing that night. Yeah. And it was one, one, one 10 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever. And you had to get up at 5.30 in the morning and. Did you do we the camping, spent. or did you do, like, VIPs? No, something? no, we had, like, this, this four-wheel drive, and then we had this small tent, because in Holland, in Europe, when you go to a festival, you go in a tent, because it's, like, right. it's 50 at night and 70 during the day, so yeah. it's a nice, relaxed way. So we, we went to bed at 5, and then 5.30, the sun came up. <laughs> so we tried rolling <laughs> under our car for about <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> And then the other thing we had in the camping ground was like, um, during the day, nobody could take a shit because like it was literally too hot in the yeah. in cabins yeah. to, yeah, wipe, yeah. to wipe your ass. You were sweating too hard to dry, to, to get anything off your ass. So there were like lines in front of the sure. cab uh, in front of the, 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 the potties at like four in the morning. People were waiting in line. Yeah. Like to shit in the middle of the night. Half a mile to shit without the sun. Carrying <laughs> <laughs> down on them. Because uh, they, they, they wanted to shit without feeling like a sauna. Yeah. I, I, I think you got to tell Rick Farman that's a merch opportunity. <laughs> I, I took a shit in the middle of the night at Bonnaroo. No? <laughs> no, that's a great. That's There's a, so much opportunity. So much opportunity <laughs> there. Like that's at four being in the morning missed, that we're just not touching on, yeah, man. Exactly. That Rick Farman, I know you're listening. Uh, wise up. So, Philip, tell us, uh, what do you do 
in uh, back home? Back home, um, I'm like partner, co-owner in the firm called Raadgevers Kuikhoven, which is a very Dutch name with a lot of grunts. And uh, we're like financial and legal consultants yes. for people in the medical professions. So you'll have like a dentist or a veterinarian who wants to set up their own practice. And yep. we basically say, you want to focus on your own job and we'll take care of all the legal stuff, personnel, the personnel administrative whatever. Level stuff. Yeah. yeah, whatever. And um, So you brought the oxys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, so it, it, from time to time it's a slightly boring uh, job. It's also rewarding, and the people we work for do something very essential to the community. So that that makes it worthwhile. Um, and they'd much rather be working in their chosen profession than right. hassling yeah. with everything around it. Yes. So yes. we we try to take all that away from them and uh, let them be able to focus on their, yeah, well, the thing that they started college for and studied 12 years for. And right. Uh, yeah. Right. So I don't know if I want can my can financial can advisor to say s phrases like, take that all away from them. I don't know why that struck me, <laughs> but <laughs> it freaked me out. Sorry. Well, we don't take it to the Bahamas, you know. <laughs> That's what we don't do. This is where my mind yeah, went, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So I just I have Bahamas Phil. We we also on the It's a Good Life Bay podcast we like to highlight differences between people who come from different places in the world. And I just have to say that uh, your profession there's no one in the United States that's as cool as you that does what you do here. That's right. It just doesn't. I mean, doesn't you know exist. what I mean. There's nobody who's like who's like oh you know we're we're in the, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. you're hanging with some people who are like at the jazz fest who are well, like. But you have to wear like dockers or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have to have some dockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Right. Uh, but I mean, it's a little bit different environment over there, you know. Like it's a totally different sort, environment. Sorting out legal stuff for doctors over here is, you know, like how much malpractice insurance can you carry because you'll lose your career. And over there, I mean, there's still concerns, but the, the state of tort law is a little bit different. Like, yeah, okay, we have a podcast uh, title name. But but also the state I, of the state I just tort law is the new <laughs> is, is the name of tonight's in episode. New Orleans that's especially relevant. I want to I want to say generally that many Europeans that I've met. What's up, kids? Will honey, ladies and gentlemen. He's here. Good to see you, my sweaty friend. Hi, I'm Philip. Philip. Finally, Amsterdam Phil and Little Homie are together. I've been hearing about you for like it's been two years. I didn't see you at Jazz Fest last year. I'm so excited to finally meet you. Not not to talk about the red light district or you know coffee shops or anything like that. Talk about Jazz Fest. Yes. All right. And not about drugs and prostitutes or whatever. Yeah, we can so we can mix that in there also. Yeah. You know, you got your share of that in Amsterdam. Any of you faithful litmus that hasn't visited Amsterdam, first of all, let me tell you that my favorite thing about Amsterdam, though, and I'm not not joking, is the Van Gogh Museum. Probably the greatest museum that I've ever been to in my entire life. You walk up the the staircase to the second floor, and it's filled with crows, like 50 feet wide. You can see the madness in every brushstroke of the giant moon, and the crows, you know, flying across the the, the field. It's absolutely amazing. But yeah, also the prostitutes and the coffee shops <laughs> are pretty good too. But uh, first of all, greetings to everyone here. Andrew Levy, it's good to see you tonight. The, the host, the host, Spencer, it's great to see you. <laughs> Jeff Deville, great to see you too. Everything is fantastic. 
fantastic. I just finished work, and now I don't have to work again until next Tuesday. So I am really prepared to launch into the second Can week we of Jazz Fest starting tonight. What do you want to do? Do you want to do rant of the week, or do you want to do something else? Um, well, you know, I'm here to uh, blend in. Okay, so you know me, I don't like to make waste. Let me wait, take wait, over. Wait, hold on. You would be a, <laughs> you would be a blend in. When I go to other countries, believe me, it's like you can bear the shit. It's like I'm, yes, I am. It's like I'm wearing camouflage. I just adapt to my surroundings and I, I meld in and I change my personality. You can barely notice me, right? I, can, I barely appear against the background. Would you say that? Uh, absolutely. Uh, having traveled extensively with Ivan, he doesn't stick out as an American at all. I don't know about an American exactly, yeah, but a special, yeah, special, yeah. special person. American might be part of it. But I, I could do a, a little Jazz Fist rant. I could launch into that Please. right now. No, I think if we're we're well, don't John. keep us hanging. We're ready well, let, for let, a rant? Me, let me tell you this. No, we're at, we're at actually, uh, 36. Yeah, we're oh, good. Yeah. We're good. By the way, um, da little Danny Weiner and our buddy Liam, I think, are popping by also Sweet. because we're using your podcast also as a convening point for our group, thereby you know giving the podcast the value that it never actually had before. So we're really, we're really improving everything. I'm just joking, kind of. Um, but let me uh, launch into this. I mean, we uh, did have James Andrews on before you. I heard about that. I wish oh, I could have been yeah. here for that. Interesting. Yeah, just so I could tell him, you know, talk less and play more. That huh. would. That's wow. what. I'm just joking, James. We also had Van Elman on uh, the other. Guy. Oh, let me say huh. that he was my speed chess okay. buddy, cheater. Cheater. <laughs> no, Ben's a sweetheart. That's when our buddy Jeremy used to live with him on Washington Avenue, and he was my speed chess partner. We played a lot of chess together back in the day and uh, had a lot of fun at that house. But let me... Are you uh, a Spy Boy shirt? This is That's a hand-me-down. Awesome. All my clothes spy are... Boy? No, it's a Spy Boy it's production a spy, shirt. Yeah, this was from Jeff Landry. Uh, you might have a shirt like That's this. That Spy Boy production shirt. That's legit, man. Like, Spy Boy was what JDV Booking is trying to be that launches tomorrow, by the way, everyone, jwbooking.com, go to the website. Spy Boy was trying to do that and was kind of doing it, like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago? I don't know where you got that. That's kind of blowing my mind right now. That you're wearing this is a, an antique. Uh, let me also mention that I probably have less clothing than any other person in this country. You know, I travel around and I go all these places. I have, like, three T-shirts and a pair of pants, and all of it is from our buddy Jeremy. They're... On him, it's like a tent that he climbs into because he is one of the scrawniest people alive. I love you out there, Jeremy. And for me, it's like a peck-hugging, you know, muscle-blaring T-shirt because that's the difference you between do look me and good. Jeremy. But uh, he hands me down. Almost all my clothes come from him. Back to Jazz Fest, though, because I know that I'm a little bit late tonight. And, you know, Jazz Fest is such a passion. It's so important to me and my friends, Amsterdam Phil. I'm so psyched to be hanging out with you this year and, you know, doing some Jazz Fest stuff. Starting tonight, I hope you join us tonight. There's some great music happening. I just found out from our buddy Fuzz that I'm on the list for the 2 a.m. Hendrix tribute, the Bayou Gypsies. Wait, where? Uh, where is this? It's a DBA, DBA with Tony Hall on bass, Roosevelt Collier and Terrence Higgins. And guess a lot of people come up. We were there last year. It's a really fun show that goes until like 5 in the morning. Wait, that wasn't in I was hoping to go uh, at 11 before that to the Hi Ho Lounge where I know, I know something's Luther going on Dickinson, there. Cody Dickinson, Great show. Wooten is playing. Great sort of fucking a show. No, that's fantastic. I think we're going to the Maple Leaf. Wait, Victor Wooten uh, is that? Yeah, What's Victor Wooten as well. I didn't even know so it was a Hi Ho? 11 p.m. It's a breast cancer awareness uh, thing. Holy shit. Folks, you yeah. heard it here first and it's already happened if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> the secret's out but about Victor Wooten. Victor everybody. Wooten. That was the Hi Ho. Wow. Okay. 
cool. There's a lot going on tonight. The weekend hasn't even started yet, but it's really launching. There's this great show at the Maple Leaf, too. It's Stanton, Moore, Tony Hall, George Porter, and Ivan Neville. Uh, Junior Yamagishi. Sorry, Junior Yamagishi's in that band. It's a really good show. Yeah. I hope that you guys are going to join us for that. Of course not. Uh, excellent. Joel doesn't cross Canal Street, and I he don't. certainly doesn't go to a place where he might have to use the bathroom sure and get his delicate, delicate feet wet with We've some urine. Even though that's nauseam. what makes us strong. The more urine you stand in, a night of jazz fest, the, the more strength you will have the following day. Well, we we determined on the last podcast that downtown was the best. James that's Andrews verified that. Folks, listen to episode 105 with James Andrews. I believe when, he was speaking specifically when, in reference to when, Second When lines. poignantly I asked James, what do you prefer, downtown or uptown? And James Andrews, like downtown. without Bam. skipping a beat, threw down the gauntlet that it's downtown. Period. That's it. That's, it. That's where New Orleans culture lies, and I'm not cr- ever crossing Canal Street again. It's a, it's a, it's a, this is a rough topic. <laughs> this is a rough topic. I can say I don't that. think it's rough. I but think he it's easy. But he doesn't I think it's easy like he Sunday care. morning, he's from, he's from. I he's think from it's easy like Sunday Boom. morning, bro. He's from Treme, and, and that's it. That's the end of it. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm, just, I'm from Amsterdam. Last night we went to Carrollton Carol Station. Yes. And we had this town, guy, man. Grayson Caps. Yes. And he played for, it was a free show. Yes. And it was all like, and I, I heard you guys, so you know we were tipping generously. Oh, good. Try to compensate and whatever. <laughs> and he did a two-hour show, and then he said, well, we got on we'll take Euros. a break now. And then after that, he played one and a half hours, yeah. and then he did encores. Right. And it was like a... You were begging him to stop. It was, a, it was Well, it was a packed house. There was some... It was weird. The scene was weird. There were, like, a lot of middle-aged women, and he was staring them intently into the eyes. Yeah. Trying to like manipulate them into buying more LPs by oh, Grace <laughs> or or something yeah, else. So, yeah. so, much, so <laughs> much visual sex going on. It was yeah. incredible. <laughs> right, right. I appreciate the uh, the podcast callback, by the way, AP man. You know we don't get that very often. Good. Yeah, I, I just exactly. wanted, I just want to tell you if, if you like if you liked Carrollton Station on Saturday night at ten o'clock, John Mooney in Louisiana will be playing their annual show there. I mean, going back to the early 90s, I remember some epic, like, until 5, 6 o'clock in the morning yes. shows uh, yes. of John Mooney's there. Yes. But it's it, past couple of years, a little bit mellower scene, maybe a little older crowd, maybe well, they're sitting down. Mike Ward but isn't in the band anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Touche. And yeah. they quit cocaine. Yeah. And heroin. And heroin. Yeah. And there's only one person in the room that was with, I don't even get into it, was with Mike Ward before, yeah, whatever. Anyway, the morning that he died. Well, you've and you've that, told us that have, story many and, times yeah. on the podcast, so it's a matter of record. It's a matter of record. Yes, that I, someone, in the room, asked me if I could score blow uh, earlier, and I was like, I don't do blow anymore because it's been like I don't know, it's been a while. It's been you know, I just don't do it anymore. But the last thing that I did with Michael Ward was do blow on the Snake and Jake's bar. The and day he died? Yes. About an hour before he passed. Fuck me. And that's that's rough stuff, man. Wow. Glorious, glorious stuff. Look, it's not my fault, but he and I cut up lines at Snake and Jake's. The door was locked. At Snake and Jake's? Yes. That what? No, I'm shocked. What? <laughs> <laughs> and we cut up lines of blow and we did it. And I found out not too long later to that day that he had passed. And he had asphyxiated himself from, like, you know, like a vomit or whatever, you know? 
Wow. Uh, I mean, one of the all, t it, this was not a jazz fest show, but one of the all time <laughs> epic shows of my life. Jed was there. Jed's the, uh, Jed I was there. That's, that's I, Ivan happened. Neville was also in the crowd that night. He was not up on stage. No, he came on. Did, did he yeah, come no, on? Yeah, okay. no, what happened was the Neville's ended, and then the whole band came up and sat in with Reward. You know, Willie and Tony and Ivan. At the Maple Leaf at, at the 4 o'clock in the morning. Like a 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah. set. Yeah. Um, after George hit, no, the guy who didn't get on stage was was Russell, was the young lion, was Russell right. Batiste. Oh. He, they wouldn't let him. He, well, I don't know if they wouldn't let him play, because <laughs> who the hell knows? But Willie was was playing the drums, so uh, maybe he didn't want to. Whatever. Anyway, that was the most crazy, awesome. Yeah, piece, I, uh, I, and, I don't and think And Alex, you know, that. Royal Finger Bowl. What's his last name? McMurray. McMurray. He was a guitar player then. Mm. You know, and God, a smoking guitar player. God, he was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was... Uh, and still is. He's in a good band. It's him, man. Yeah. Yep. That's oh, right. is he still... I, I didn't... I, you know, I'm not around. So. Oh, no. Alex is uh, still, like, you know, a fixture. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he awesome. was uh, animated into the recent uh, Simpsons episode, apparently. Oh, really? As yeah. well, yeah. Oh, that's right. great. Man. Yeah, that's so... Great. No. That's so great to hear. Yeah. It's a tough life, man. Always, you know, always loved his, his guitar it, playing, obviously. man. It's so good. You know what? It's a good life, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, gentlemen, can I be so bold as to ask please. Amsterdam Phil a question? Please. No. I mean, please. That's the prerogative of the host. I want to be a gentleman and ask, but... Uh, Look, you're a guest host, okay? You established <laughs> that on the last podcast. You're a guest You host. don't have to go through any of this rigmarole. Okay. Just ask okay. away. Thank you. So what I want to do is ask Amsterdam Philip what he's excited about this coming weekend at Jazz Fest. Goodbye. He looks real excited. Um, yeah, no, that's a... No, because... What I normally do, I mean, first when I came to Jazz Fest, you're like, oh, Springsteen might be playing or what have you. And then you, and then you go like, um, <laughs> I like the oysters. So uh -huh. go to the Lund Yop stage oh, and yeah. see who's there and eat some oysters. And then after that, you discover that it's like basically walking around and the bands that you're surprised by and that you didn't know before, those are the bands it's that scary. you could not enjoy with you more in a big way. So we end up quite a lot of the, the Lanyaki stage, the mm -hmm. Fay Dodo, uh, uh, sometimes the Jazz and Heritage stage, jazz and heritage little, stage. Little side stage over and there. you'll have some bands from last weekend, there were some bands from Honduras and Puerto Rico, yes. and they were like lovely, yeah. yes. we yes. loved them. Um, and then some of the local guys might be like in top form, like um, Egg Yolk uh, Jubilee. Egg Yolk Jubilee <laughs> were amazing last year. Amazing. Right. And, and Coot. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Let's not forget Coot. 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 That's right. Yeah, so Jeff, you told me you, you were recording last Saturday and I was watching Creole String Beans. And yes. they were like so uh, concentrated to be for their home crowd. So they didn't, oh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't mm -hmm. miss one beat and they were like very focused. Mm -hmm. That was a great show. And yes. the singer has red checkered pants on. Yeah, the red checkered pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those were like... Yeah, oh, that's right. We're going to get him on the podcast, yeah. Rico, by the way. Yeah, so my friend Willem... I know him. Excellent photographer, by the okay. way. Yeah. So Willem, my friend who's with me, he we are trying to score red checkered pants now. Uh, all uh, around uh, the city <laughs> because he's got the hipster... Uh, the, the the head the, the the pie head on and he's got this yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I, so can he I, needs the red checker pants and can I just wait say wait wait doesn't the Dutch curling team have red checker pants on every <laughs> Olympics man isn't that a thing orange always <laughs> orange, orange. orange. Oh, it's always orange, orange. it's Jeff. always orange and lion <laughs> Jeff may I just say but this. excited I don't yes. know. may I just say this um, we're gonna get back to Jasper really quickly 
and back to Ivan's rant of the week. Yes. But I did a little like photo just today. I looked at like some photos of Amsterdam Philip on Facebook. Whoa. And speaking of checkered pants, dude, you rock this crazy style. Like at like you look. People know this about New Orleans. We get up for events. We get up for Jazz Fest. We get up for Mardi Gras. We costume. We rock it out. And when I looked at Amsterdam Phillips' Facebook page today, like for the first time, um, you seem to rock it out, dude. You've got, like, speaking of checkered pants, you've got these wild suits that you wear. We have got to talk about, like, the similarities between Amsterdam and New Orleans. Please. Well, and those oh aren't similarities, like, it's not the... It's not the dope. It's not the prostitutes or what have you. It is like <laughs> they're, it is. they're both no, they're both no. port cities, been for yes. centuries. Okay. They're like big melting pots. Like in mm -hmm. Europe, when the French uh, threw the, uh, the Protestant people out, the Huguenots, yep. they came to Amsterdam and okay. got yes. a safe harbor there. Yep. So it's like a melting pot as well. And I think still that yes. sort of a liberal scene, I think, Maybe like New Orleans, Amsterdam is getting a little bit tame nowadays. So like the hipsters and yups are taking over and sure. people Money are pushed to the outside. To every city. It's happening yeah. to every city around the world. Around the world. Yeah, if it gets I, too well, popular, if I it mean, gets too yes, popular. People want to move to the cities. I mean, and population is, I mean, it's like I remember growing up, the population of the United States was 270 million. Now it's 330. Like that, where did all those people go? And people want don't want to live in the suburbs anymore. They want to live in the cities. Yeah, and, and, and so I thought, like traveling around here, doing these little field trips. Last oh. year in Lafayette, this year um, in Mobile. I thought, well, like maybe some oh. of the creativity is being pushed out of New Orleans to these cities. No, isn't it? I don't know because there was a lot going on there, a lot of live bands and. Oh, there was. Th doesn't okay. it get too expensive here? Because in Amsterdam, that's what's happening. Everybody within our uh, ring, motorway ring is called yeah. the A10, and inside the A10, it's one big hipsterville, mm -hmm. right. and all the old school Amsterdam people are being pushed out, 20, 30 miles to all right. these. To suburbia. It's, it's the same in Paris. It's I mean. Yeah, that, it, it's that's what happened uh, it's to my family. That's what you're talking I about. Mean, yeah. yeah, we got bounced. I mean, you just get bounced. You can't do it. You know, it's just too too much money. It's you know, that's yeah. it. But but I, also, I, I, if, yeah. if I'm correct, you, by by even coming to Jazz Fest, you're missing the biggest party of the year in Amsterdam. No. Um, Kings it's the King's yeah. Day. It used yeah. to be the Queen's Day, day. Yeah. and. Um, yeah, it used to be like pretty cool party, and now, and it's, now a it's a very, night. very boring party. Okay. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, so I'm here with like six friends of mine from our neighborhood, and we we actually flew on King's Day, and the tickets were 250 euros cheaper. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so do, I mean, do you all know what King's Day is? Yeah. I don't. I don't no, know. No, we don't have kinks here. The, no, America. I'm, I'm asking. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. Uh, King's Day Stop. is is an, well. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Philip take it because I'm gonna I'm not gonna do it no, justice. No, don't make but him I mean, explain. Like in, in the, the in streets of Amsterdam, everybody's out in the streets. It's a national it's a holiday. Carnival. Yeah, it's yeah. a carnival. I mean, it's effectively a carnival and just a giant party throughout. And people the dress city. up like in orange, and like yeah. everything is orange and. People, I mean, it's 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 a bit like a one-day Mardi Gras. 
sort of thing. Um, and getting back to where we started, um, my Facebook page and the different get-ups, I think it's pretty okay in Holland and Amsterdam to be like an idiot. Up. Yeah, that. but that would be like Just such a no-no for a financial advisor <laughs> in, in America. <laughs> you could never do that. Oh. If you were like, like dressed like a freak on your, on your, on your Facebook page, okay, people would so be like, I'm not giving this motherfucker my okay, money. So, so, so I go. <laughs> take yeah, care of my money? And that so I, I go to this multi-day field hockey tournament with all sorts of... Don't tell of, everyone that in yeah. America. Don't be saying how you go no, to no. a field hockey tournament. And we're crazy. Crazy. And, I, and, I, and, I'm, That's what about. and I'm meeting my clients there, like female yes. general surgeons who play in opposing teams. And they're dressed up as well. Oh. And everybody yes. goes wild for the weekend so and goes back to work on Monday. Is there like crazy checking in, in, uh, in field hockey like there is in, in ice hockey? Oh, it's a physical game. It's intense. It's intense. Awesome. It, it is. It is. They, see, in America, we have that shit with like, uh, we got the lingerie league. <laughs> you know, play football, American football in fucking in, in, uh, bikinis. That's what they would do here. That, that, that would sell Field hockey. I'm, I'm personally wondering right now if there's a co-ed field <laughs> hockey league. That, you know, there recreational. Used to be, but you know, time's up for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before Ivan came in, uh, that's that's kind of what I was uh, alluding to. Was that uh, in, in, no that he is that a rock lifestyle. Field hockey player. Most most of the people that <laughs> I meet. Who are from Europe? This is a generalization. I was okay. talking about you. But but here's the thing: like there seems to be uh, a, a much more liberal sense of self across Europe than there is in the United States, except perhaps in a town like New Orleans, where people can have their Facebook page, they can have masking. You can let your freak flag fly. You can you can let your freak flag fly. Right, yeah. exactly, and I think that that even in a country like like the Netherlands, that that happens, it seems to happen. I don't want to say all across Europe, but in in a general region of Europe that's pretty expanded, much more expanded than the tiny little hovel that we find ourselves in in a little hamlet, exactly of New Orleans, right? Not but the way you guys talk about like masturbation and drinking what? and using drugs and whatever on your show uncensored yeah no, that way. really only happens in this room yeah if you don't like it just uh, scrub. <laughs> I mean, it's like I masturbation mean, so and drinking and drugs only right, happen right, here yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. this is yeah, where the magic happens <laughs> That's what's going on right now. <laughs> on the record, that night. so basically, you've got a European show here. Yeah, yeah exactly. You have a very European show. That's on right. The record, Maybe we can option ourselves to Dutch radio. <laughs> my my favorite quote from AP is uh, the way you guys talk about masturbation. I mean, that's well, you started it. I okay, that's once my favorite quote then. Yeah, because I said it. <laughs> yeah, but Phil, you're the last one on the cookie, so you got to eat it now. Okay, <laughs> everyone, picture that image right now out there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Is that the white bread game? You got that as well here? Well, you know, we usually use like a, uh, what's the name of that Jewish cookie? Passover type of cookie is what we, uh, uh, the, 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 the macaroon? Macaroon, I'll go with macaroon, yeah. You know, so that we combine a nice masturbatory game with some really good religious fervor. Well, they, 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 that's recent. I'm out. It's the same as in Europe. So you got this piece of white bread, four sides. 
Matzah. Yeah. Sit around it, last guy to come eats it all. <laughs> The Afikomans? Is, is he talking about the Afikomans? It's the same thing. We're just getting to the truth. Are you and I actually? We're just getting to the truth. But listen, oh, let, me, oh, boy. Let, me, let me spiel out this rant to you guys, because it actually okay, ties spiel into it out. what Amsterdam Phil was saying a few minutes ago about perhaps towns changing and things getting a little bit more tamer, yeah, because yeah. I'm thinking about what my rant is going to be about this week, right? And for one thing, if you wanted to rant... Wait, are we just you know, starting? First of all, uh, yeah, we're kicking off into the rant, you know, Jazz Fest rant here. Okay. If you wanted to rant about, for instance, the price of tickets and go off about how back in the day we used to sneak in for free, or we got the $5 community okay. tickets, and now it's $80. The fact is that eighty dollars is the greatest deal that you could it, ever get for there a day is of no question about here that. in New Orleans yeah. for the largest, most wonderful music festival in the I've world. Said that. that never paid well, eighty dollars for this thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> let me let me say that. In addition, not only is the eighty dollars worth it, but it's still really easy to go on Craigslist, <laughs> Amsterdam's Craigslist, and pick up a cheap totally. ticket or get bequeathed the brass pass from a friend of a friend of a sister's yes. friend, like I'm about to be tonight, a friend of a sister. A little bit close than that. Bequeathed. It's more bequeathed sense. than bequeathed. <laughs> but it's easy. So listen, you can't complain. Pour one out for Cousin Wendy. Yeah, Cousin <laughs> Wendy. So you can't really complain about the fucking ticket prices here, right? If you want to complain about... Or, or if... I'm sorry, if I can say... Yes, if no, you just want to walk with a sense of self and that you belong there, then you can go through the New Orleans barricade. Sure. You could, yeah. Oh, you could climb the fence like we used to. There's always a way to get if you, if you know how to, if you know what you're doing. If you know, what, and the, we the, do. You know what I'm the, saying? The sense of self is what it is. Yeah, you I agree with the sense, sense of self. self and yeah. you will get it Let me spiel on. So you can't complain about the ticket prices, right? If you were to try and complain about the horrific crowds and that you can't move and that's elbow to elbow. This past weekend, the most glorious weather of all time, I walked right up to the soft shell crab po' boy stand and got a po' boy without a second of weight. Have you ever been at a jazz fest? The fact is that jazz fest peaked, what, 12, 15 years ago, Andrew, what you say? Almost 20 years ago. 2001, 2002 were the highest attendances. Substantially dwindling Whoa. since that time. Yeah, it, but, but there was a crowd at the fucking, at the po' boy tent when you just walked up. This <laughs> was so relaxed. I, I don't know what it's going to be like this weekend. It's going to be more crowd than less. But it was so comfortable, so it was, relaxed. It was a very it's mellow like a, weekend. Yeah, it's like weekend. a peaceful day of walking around. There's no complaints. There's no rants That's to be had complaint. there. Why? Why? I didn't come down here for peace. We're getting there. We're getting there, Jack. We're getting there. Hey, for instance, if you wanted to complain about. Oh, all the horrible blankets and chairs that you can't get up to the front because these people think that they own the sky. And when you step on their blanket after they put it down there at 6 a.m. the night before, they start crying and you just tell them, well, it's my fucking space now. You can't complain about that because they came up with the great rule where you got to put right. your blankets and chairs. I don't well, 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 hang, hang, hang on. Uh, I'm going to call time out on the rant right there. That they own because the sky. We, yeah. will, we will see. Right. We, yeah, no, no, the, the, the aerial oh, sure. rights over, over the there. Oh, yes. I got I to gotta hand it to you on that one. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, the the proof in the pudding on that will be there will be two shows. One is Lionel Richie, which I think because it's on Thursday will be mellow. But if people don't have chairs and tents or, or chairs and tarps everywhere during Frankie Beverly on Sunday, I'm a monkey's uncle. That's not, that's that's gonna You're happen. Talking evolution. I need to bust in here a second because this sh now I'm fucking freaked out. Now I haven't seen my little homie for many months now. I come back here and he, oh, what does he rant about? How you can't complain about no, shit. You what the fuck is happening? You didn't let me finish, Jetto. I'm God. getting there. Do you Please. think that I'm ending there? All Do you right. really? Come on. Don't you know me better? So I'm here I am I'm thinking about what am I going to rant about? And the fact is that Jazz Fest has become tame. The edge, where is the edge? What am I going to complain about? What am I going to fucking rant about?
rant about. We are slipping into a comfortable, complacent, middle age, personally, professionally, and from Jazz Fest. Oh. And this not only applies, I mean, this applies to our crew oh. directly. No, this not you, Spencer. You're it. way too young. Look no, 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 no. Stop yeah. it right there, because, you know, on, on, on Friday night, right when, when Ivan was like, nowhere to be found, Early in the morning, you saw a law firm. Frenchman Street. You saw a law firm. Like you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> there take are a chance. Ivan limits. I'm gonna take a chance on this this band called Naughty Professor, which I want to give a shout out to because they are hot shit. That's great, kick. And Charlie Tuna was sitting in. AP. And, yep. Yeah. You vouch for them? You play yeah. Monday oh, yeah, really, night. Sorry. I told you to come. <laughs> Good point, Andy. One second. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> one second, one second. AP, AP, AP. Saw an old professor play Monday night at Tipitina's. There was his um, uh, instruments, instruments are coming. Are coming. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there were like seven bands. Yep. And, and Galactic was pretty boring. Foundation. And they were all pretty boring. And the Naughty Professor, I mean, he's got great a... Great band. Yeah, Naughty Professor got a strange... Uh, way of presenting himself. It's the like, drummer that's the leader. Have some He's long, really fat hair, and yeah. they're kids. Be very, yeah, but they're they're really young. Uh, but they were creative. Weren't no, they? they were great. Yeah, yeah. And they, I mean, they they stole the show. They were by far the best band in between their, uh, Journey Sketch and whatever you. When, they they lo we love them. I, I completely agree. When I asked our buddy, our mutual buddy Jeremy, who's pretty plugged into music in this town, always up on what's coming new. I asked him about him, and he said, "Oh, oh yeah, they're awesome. They're our Snarky Puppy." And for those uh, of you like, yep. Snarky Puppy is sort of like the buzzy, and has been for a few years, young jazz fusion maybe band that's getting a lot of play at festivals around. They're playing um, two shows this Sunday night at the Maison. That I, I don't even want to talk about the late one. It's two o'clock in the morning on the last night of Jazz Fest, and I, I really don't want it. I, I don't want to get shut out of that show. I, no, I want to think about it. I just don't want too many people to oh, go. Okay. Like, I don't know how many of your They're listeners are. They're not listening. Here. I, don't worry. I, yeah, that, they are. I'm super psyched about that. But so uh, Naughty Professor, I was totally blown away. And you talked earlier on about surprises. Hey, yeah. like, that um, was the big surprise. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But as, 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 as Ivan said, I, I don't know if it's half the surprise and half the five pills. The five I can awesome. one really <laughs> surprised me too, and the music was fantastic. But but in spite of that surprise, I don't think that it can be denied that we need to guard against, and Jazz Fest does as well, of slipping into that middle-aged complacency. The average age of the attendee is growing. The average age of the musician. I mean, we go to these shows. The dudes up there are like 65 to 70 years old because it's the bands that we worshipped when we first got here when we were kids and they were adults. Eventually, shit's got to change. you got to search for the surprise. And Brother Charles is gone. And we're not going to see art this year for sure, if ever. Can to say rest in peace, Charles Neville? Yep. And Sh folks, in the yeah, no, just last week, shameless self-promotion. Uh, Jeff and I had a podcast about the making of Yellow Moon's album from an. Well, we didn't have a podcast about it, if I could say. I mean, sure, you go. I don't please. mean. I don't mean Jeff, to. Please step on. I'm not trying to like correct the record or, or no, anything please, like that. I just want people to know that this is. We had a guest on that we had no idea what he was going to talk about. Okay. Except that he claimed that he was the A and R guy who got the Neville brothers re-signed to A and M Records, right? Yes. Am I am I yes. saying this right? Re-signed yes. or signed? Re-signed. Re they got they went. 
You got to listen to the podcast. They were okay. Okay, we don't do that. I've listened to it too. It was incredible. They were signed to A and M for the first record, which Bette Midler made happen. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Then they went to EMI for the second record, and then they got re-signed because of this guy Patrick, who we ran into at the O'Shaughnessy's or whatever it was called. Oh, O'Halloran's, Oh Maloney's, right? Exactly. Anyway, there's this joint that's in uh, in in Manchester, in Manchester, Tennessee, and he was in there, and oh, we Carolina were, hands. and yeah, and we were gabbing away, and he was like, "You, you guys, you, what are you talking about? You have a podcast? To these guys. What is this?" Right? And he came over, and he's like, "I have to talk to you about this. What? You crazy?" And, then, and he loved us immediately. And we were like, who the fuck is this guy? He's insane. And, and we remembered him immediately. And then later on, we, we ran into him backstage. And he's like, yeah, I'm the vice president for music for Disney and, uh, in Nashville. And I, you know, I'm looking for something new to do. And can you have me on the podcast? And oh, by the way, I was the A&R guy for A&M Records when... We signed, and I signed the Neville Brothers uh, for the Yellow Moon record with Daniel Lanois, and I arranged the whole thing. It was an amazing story, and Daniel Lanois moving down here and discovering the Nevilles yes. and like insisting yes. that he had, yeah, no, that yes. was a great story. Yes. Um, Daniel Lanois being a, a, a reach goal for you guys to get on the podcast. Uh, I, yeah. I would fly in for that. Um, two years. Glenn Hartman's coming. Fr- French Canadian. French, uh, French, French Canadian. French Canadian. Yeah. But I can use my last name, you know. And I can hey, voila! Uh, we have uh, some uh, connection. Well, two, two years, years ago, it's like Deville uh, Black, right? Deville Burke. Yeah, Deville Stein. Deville Stein. Yeah, Deville Stein. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the podcast converts, and they all get circumcisions after the masturbatory game. <laughs> all right, that's what we do. Um, two years ago, the surprise jazz fest gig was a Daniel Lanois gig at the Three Keys at the Ace Hotel with Brian Blade. Saeed, I remember this. Saeed um, from the Neville Brothers, you know, long time ago. I think it was his first performance in New Orleans for many, many years. And that was just an incredible, incredible gig. So, uh, and, and if you've ever been to the Three Keys at the Ace Hotel, that is an intimate room. It's about the size of the room that we're recording it's this tiny. in. It's, it's like it's tiny. intimate. Yeah. And, and everybody told me going into that gig that the sound is awful in there. You know who started out the sound is Daniel Lanois. <laughs> he's, he's a man. Who, he's a man who knows what he's doing. Yeah. I don't think Riper was involved. <laughs> he always starts out, uh, <laughs> even if it's in his imagination. Amsterdam Philip, do you have anything else that you would like to add to our podcast? Number one oh six. One oh six. Well, probably like lots and lots of stuff. But I, sure. I, I mean, we would have to get into like more podcasts, like. Can we have you back? Yeah, here? well, sure. Lovely, I, lovely. Would okay, love I'm, to be there. I'm gonna short, some okay. short stuff. Yeah. Um, I was uh, thinking about what I'm looking forward to, and it's probably Glenn David Andrews playing a gospel show yes. in the gospel wow. tent with a full choir. Oh, oh. So last year when we went, or the year before, <coughs> when he was like, he stopped the drugs and the drinking and whatever, and he had his mum up on the stage yes. to uh, thank her for being the only person to like sure. support him when we he was like being horrible for sure. like, 15 years everybody and we were we were in a uh, our group was in a chakra mood that that week so we were talking about opening our chakras and glenn david andrews opened all our chakras and we were crying 
wow. during the last 20 minutes of the show. And I that's, think... That's why I keep my chakras closed. Yeah, yeah keep them closed. Because yes. <laughs> how many people are in the tent? Like 6,000? I think... Well, like, sure. I know. Yeah. I think 5,000 of them were crying. Sure. Yeah. So, Glenn David Andrews... You know, full tilt and gospel tent is something to look forward to. Hell yeah. So that's what I'm going, uh, that's like my major... What day is that? What day is that? It's Friday at about 3, 2.50 or something like that. Um, I I want to add something to that. Yeah. Only on a few special occasions have they, has the Jazz Fest dispatched me in the last four years to cover the gospel tent. Uh, a couple of couple of days ago, Dave Foster wanted me to do it, and the, it was one of the only times that I actually went freelance because the Big Frida What's show Big was Frida happening, show? <laughs> and the Big Frida thing was Big so Frida off the fucking chain that okay. I couldn't make myself go <laughs> over to the over to the gospel tent. But he was like, "Get up!" I I was going by, and I heard this thing going on. And I was like, "Oh, Glenn David Andrews," and I'm like, "Well, get over there. I can tell you without." Look, I've sh- I have shot so many things in my life as a videographer and a cameraman and edited so many things. And as live shows go, I was there for Glenn David Andrews in the gospel tent. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that is his calling yeah. in life. That, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I, it really does. I mean, having seen it's him over the calling. years, like that, I, I'm... I, I just added it to my schedule. Two fifty p.m. Apparently, opposite his brother James, who will be in the blues tent, kind of at the same time. But that's good because you can do gospel blues, gospel blues. That's They're right. right next to one Very another. But right, I just you can, added. You can lay down between the two tents in here, both. You can just lay down. You can. You might get confused, but you can do it. But it's you know it's a, a, some sort of sonic weirdness that's fun. You know. uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's uh, just added it to my schedule. Thank just, you for just all I can say yeah, is yeah. this: is that there are very few personalities. I mean, maybe uh, John. I don't even know. I mean, he. It was electrifying. It was an electrifying performance. It's the kind of thing that you expect, and that you would hope to see at the at the gospel but, tent. And, and Jeff, I have something to lay on you. And and I had to and I had to I listen please, seriously please. like it's not often that I get super rude when I'm being a videographer you know what I mean like I try to be deferential to like the other image makers that are around me you know but he's <laughs> well you have to be you got to be cool on some level you can't just be a dick or they're gonna beat the crap out of you and then you're done <laughs> you know what I mean that's the way that it works um, so. But in that instance, I was like, I'm working for the Jazz Fest. I'm here as the official guy. And I was like, I'm getting up. And like, I could see people were like not happy with me. And I'm like, I'm getting this fucking footage. This is some of the best footage That's that I right. ever got, got at the Jazz Fest, period. And, and, I, I, and, and I have to say, honestly, I'm not a huge fan even like I don't run out and go and see Glenn David Andrews shows. Yeah, or you know Monday I mean? night in DBA. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Monday night in DBA together. or something like that. But I was moved. I was moved as a as a camera person, and I was I was like, this is amazing what this guy is doing. He's owning everyone in the place. Something about you have his to go to that show. Emotional openness or the yes, 
yes. primal connection that he makes or it's whatever. It's that, I agree. Emotional openness, primal connection. He's he gets in there and he's like uh, he 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 digs his claws into the audience and he doesn't let go and the audience is like please do it to me and he and he, and he enjoys it you know and whether that's sadistic or not or whatever the case may be or whatever your degree of religiosity is all i can tell you is this is that you're in for a great fucking show and just let yourself go while yeah. you're there because the Don't guy think, is just feel the guys just feel. just feel the guy's going to own you and that's where he belongs i think cool. that's just me you know I, I i like his other stuff you know but i think that the gospel thing is his calling. Yeah. Well, so far my closing remark. Wow. Jeb. That's can I can <laughs> I say something awesome. like kudos kudos to that conversation because that's um, important to have. And I want to say to your question to Amsterdam Philip and Amsterdam Philip your reply, which was I could talk for a long time. Yeah, yeah. We could do multiple podcasts. And I'm do some at, more shows. Yeah. I'm looking at cousin Andy, and I'm looking at Ivan, and I'm looking at Jetto. And what I haven't, what I haven't laid on Jeff yet, but I'm have laid on to don't, you. Don't I mean, lay on me. Don't lay on. Oh, do it. <laughs> is is we're gonna do the Jeffersons, man? Wheezy. Like you and I, Jeff and Joel, <laughs> we're the bunkers this, this is gone or whatever. Right? Yeah, this is strange. It's the Jed and I. No, the one. <laughs> we're Andy on the side. And then we're gonna let these guys do under the umbrella of not let, but. You know, oh, we're the guests. No, no, we're are not. They, you're just the dude. Are we, we doing a spin-off, spin-off spin episode? Spin-offs, the Jeffersons. Yeah, you're just the engineer, but you're the Jeff. <laughs> How about this? How about this as and, an experiment? And, and, oh. and so, How about this? Philip could do a spin-off. No wait, because Andy hold can do a spin-off. Hold on. Uh, Ivan can do a spin-off. How about this? I got a, Spencer can do. I got a an idea that's a little bit less ambitious as a compromise. Okay, the one-off spin-off. Yes, Alan, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. you. First of all, you got to conquer, conquer Rome before you build an empire. The uh, one-off spin-off, yeah, a, a one-off episode. Well, we should get monetized. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. We'll get monetized. By like, I, I don't think I could carry off a podcast on my own. But no, you I, come in. You, but so I haven't can. It's it's <laughs> the podcast off. leads off, and it's like, hey everybody, but it's Andy. It's Andy, right? Right, and it's not us. Exactly. And then he's like. We have special guests here tonight. Oh, that's oh, what I meant by Jeff the Jeff and Joel. That's what right. I meant. Oh, yeah. oh. see what so, I mean? So it's kind of like a Joan Rivers, Gary Shandling kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's a one exactly. Off. It's a one-off. That's spin-off. a good one. And then Alan Boudre, uh, shout out to Alan Boudre. He suggested that. He was like, "I want to come on your podcast and interview you." Alan is. I don't know why. Why has Alan not been back on the podcast since, man? I don't know. We need to get him back on. Okay. And could we do like one-offs? Like my friend Ed said this afternoon to me, well, could we do like Phil and Ed's Tales from Amsterdam just for one hour? Yes. 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 We can. Yes. And just do it. And it's totally. just put it on your stream. Yeah, we'll put it in the stream. That's what I mean. It's like the umbrella. It's goodlifebabe.com. Dude, and Ed should have been here. It's our tales yeah. from New Orleans. It's your tales from Amsterdam. Yeah, we can intertwine it's, it's your between Amsterdam and New Orleans. Tales from the yeah. 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 see me underbelly of Thailand. Yes. Yes. What do you guys think? Ivan, see me underbelly. So I mean, that that's folks. I think it's overrated. That's where we're going. Is spinoffs. It's going to be like the 1970s all over again. You know, 
We're uh, what's the Archie Bunker show or whatever? We're Norman Lear. We're, we're, Nor- we're Norman. That's Lear. what we are. That's what we yeah. are. And we're gonna. This Norman Lear production. We're gonna spin the yeah. shit out. Is it, is, it, is it okay if I'm mod? I don't really want to. You can, be, can totally whichever be Whatever character yeah. you want. What? I mean, can, yeah, of course. Thank you. What well, I wouldn't fuck you with <laughs> B. Arthur's dick. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest that, that line for the comedy roast. Yes, it was. was. Yeah, and then they flashed her. You know, the old lady that played Maud, and they said that. Okay, folks. There's always a time on the It's a Good Life, babe. But it's not now. When we know that it's reached the end. When you get to B. Arthur's dick, is that the time? Yes, exactly. But we didn't even talk about body shots of Fatty Rick yet. It's a good life, babe.com. Jeff and Joel Sales from New Orleans. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Amsterdam Philip for being here in New Orleans, for Woo! traveling all the way to New Orleans, for coming to the Ego Jubilee show the other night, for bringing seven people, five people to the show, the only people. We got paid 40 bucks. Thanks to, uh, to Dave Clements as well for forwarding us that extra $100. Love you for that. And uh, <laughs> they did their job as well. Take it away, Joel. Thanks to Cousin Andrew for... The design of the T-shirts that we're rocking right now. Uh, you're a beautiful person, man, and, and, and a friend of the pod. And, and beautiful on the inside, at least. <laughs> I, I think both. And uh, thank you to producer Spencer, as always. Spencer. Oh, you're welcome. And you know we didn't get we didn't get to an Ivan rant of the week necessarily. Well, you guys yeah, we did. I, I cut him off several times. That's I think right. it, we got a little. He had it coming. Yeah. I got plenty of rants. Jetto, get over here. Jetto, come on. Come on, man. don't just sit on the sofa, man. Come on. You're too important. I just wanted to say one thing, that, that what you were saying about Glenn David Edwards being like, you know, gospel was his thing, that's true of the little man. Right here. Gospel's my thing, <laughs> That's oh, yeah. his true yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. calling. No, it should be. I should so be in the true. gospel tent right totally. now. Totally. I feel totally. like you're right. Yes. A lot of you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vicodin shows you the way to go. And did I mention body space. shots off Fatty Rick? Yes. Okay. Body shots off Fatty Rick. Can you do Can you do Ladies and gentlemen, it's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. We'll catch up with you next time. Happy Jazz Fest to everybody out there. Happy Jazz Fest. Happy Jazz Fest, people. From Laparoo Street in the heart of Gentilly in downtown New Orleans Seven on this floor, side. Seven where floor, all the equipment is stored. On, on this side of Canal Street. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where we're at, and we'll catch up with you next time. We'll see you later. It's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel, Tales from New Orleans.